Hey everyone, welcome to yet another episode of our podcast Behind the Wickets. Uh, today uh, is going to be an interesting one because we haven't done a review of first test, so we'll take that up first today, and then we'll be try trying to second guess what uh, India and Australia might have in store for us for the second test, uh, which starts today at Delhi. With us today, as usual, we have uh, Sanket Vora and Bhavik Mehta joining, uh, and uh, let's get the fun started. Yes, Sanket. Hello, Abhav. everyone. Good morning. Hello, Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, well, the first match has gone against my prediction, totally <laughs> against my prediction. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Uh, and 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 it's unlike <laughs> what the Indian team is used to do. I mean, they started the series with a bang. I would say a killer blow to the Aussies camp. What is there, right? Yeah. So and everyone is happy over here. Stand. Everyone is happy over yes. here, but there's one person who's smiling more than usual, and that's Bavik Mehta. <laughs> he said two nil. Well, two nil is still far away. Um, it's it's one nil yet, but yeah. Well, uh, there is a merit to what I said because uh, that when you say that India starts slowly is when India travels. When India is playing home, I don't remember when we lost the first test last. Uh, yes, it was against Australia in 2017 when we lost to Pune. Mm. But that happens once in a once in a decade. Absolutely, Bavik. But what stands out in this victory is the pitch that was under so much of scrutiny and was subject to worldwide discussion, right? Especially the Aussie media. Remember, yeah. despite yeah. all the fuss surrounding the pitch, Aussies won the toss. They could have made the best use of the so-called Turner. <laughs> That's what they claimed, right? But it wasn't to be. Jadeja, yeah. who was coming back after a long layoff, showed no signs of being out of touch. Rather, he became the destroyer-in-chief, claiming five wickets in the first innings, following up with a masterclass 70 runs with his below. Uh, how, how, do you, how do you get that? I guess what happened is this all hue and cry about the wicket. That's what backfired. And it was Fox Cricket that started all these discussions about the wicket. And then at the end of yeah. the day, it was them who tweeted that probably <laughs> it was over-analyzing, over-thinking on the part of wicket that got us down. But then it was you who actually started that. No one was even talking about that before them. But yeah, I think it was all, all these things probably affected them more than... Actually, the wicket having demons in it because we, we see Shami. I mean, if, if if Shami can play this well, I don't know what was stopping Australians from doing that. Uh, not only that, I mean, I'd like to bring a couple of other factors. You're talking about spinners picking up most of the wickets, yet they did, and that happens most of the time in India. But what we must not forget is how we, how Mohammad Siraj and Mohammad Shani started. True, true. Those two wickets in the first spell itself, inside three overs, in fact. Hmm. I mean, that set said, the Australia, tone. Yeah, and as I said, Australia could have made the best use of the pitch, but they didn't. They only managed 177 on a very fresh wicket. And Indian team, who then sailed on Rohit Sharma's century, um, it was first as the captain in a test match, and now he becomes the only captain to score a century in all the three formats. Um, then it was followed by crucial contributions by the two Bapus, our own Gujarati, yeah, yeah. and Akshar. Uh, uh, followed by a brief cameo by Shami. Yeah, as you said, Gomez, he managed uh, uh, 
30 odd runs and if he could score that good um i don't know how, how australia could not manage that a lead of 200 plus and in the second inning that all expected that aussies would show some resistance folded out for a meager 91 all thanks to the man who is always right when the batters are left handed i would say right i'm talking about r ashwin claiming five wickets of four who were left handed true that's inside 12 overs yeah another point i would like to make out which already a lot of australian experts as well as uh, other cricket experts from around the world have made and i completely agree with that that australia have made some silly selection mistakes also in their playing 11 i mean dropping travis head i just because he doesn't have a good record in india then who has david warner doesn't have and barring smith nobody has there was no merit in dropping travis head considering the form he has been over the last 2 3 years he has been their best batsman in test matches and uh, has pulled them out of, of serious uh, challenging situations and you drop that pill fellow and playing matt rancho on the basis of all the hype around him and he having done reasonably okay in his last tour to india but that time he opened the innings mm. he was playing out of his position in that context so several selection mistakes also contributing to what happened with australia apart from the demons of the pitch as they so called it it more yeah, in the been... is more in the mind rather than on the pitch true true and and if you look at that australian batting lineup or or rather you look at icc rankings for men's test um you see labushan at the top Smith yeah at second and then there's head at number 4 when you have yep. three quality batters in first top 10 ranking um naturally people would expect you to do better but then um also let's just give benefit of doubt to them because this was just their first match on indian soil after a long time so probably i'll give benefit of doubt to this batting lineup and not just write them write them off straight away for rest of the series because we we know the class that uh, they carry david warner just needs to fire in one innings and he can you know turn the match around anytime and labushan and steve smith actually in first innings were looking ominous at one point they had got their partnership going it was all thanks to our bapu that he he picked them up before they could do real damage there but yeah i think it, it wasn't a very good performance by australia but i would still say there were few positives maybe labushan playing his first match in india he did perform uh, better than rest of the batters so maybe there's something there to look for australia too absolutely bomit i agree um putting um uh, dropping head in the first match was a brain fed moment uh, what i would feel from australia selection point of view um not only uh, he rep- i mean he was replaced by matt renshaw i mean come on um uh, a left-hander replacing a left-hander uh, head would have also brought in his off spinning skills to the fore but somehow they ignored that and uh, you can see the results right um they only had a newcomer who could bowl uh, better than lion and mm. 
he would he would have ed would have been really handy in this condition then i do not see a reason why they would be dropping in in a, in the second match uh, they they need him uh, very very badly in the team right so so let's come to that point that that's an interesting point that you've made um tot getting more wickets than lion is that because of their bowling style probably yes i would say uh, lion is no doubt a bit quicker in the air as compared to uh, tot murphy um, but somehow um, indian batters are uh, we have seen that they are uncomfortable against new spinners i would say and uh, we have already uh, the history says that a new spinner against us or a new uh, player against us has performed better as compared to uh, uh, the established ones uh, i would i would actually uh, quote it with uh, compare it with uh, shane wan shane wan hasn't been that successful mm. in india or against india i would say as compared to how stuart mcgill performed right when you compare them so uh, this has happened um, uh, jason kreja who uh, played here nathan horridge who played here uh, i mean all of them were uh, comparatively pretty new as compared to uh, the so called established players and somehow uh, they managed better results uh, against us so bye or coffee or coffee how can we forget or coffee in the absolutely yeah in the last series uh and yes i agree with you i think if you look at the stats probably uh india is a good country to debut against a lot of greats uh like uh michael clark he scored a, a high century against india so yeah i think india is in uh, we we being uh, atithi deo bawa we love to give good starts to the youngsters maybe <laughs> so it could be that i don't know but uh, yeah todd murphy was a bright spot definitely and uh, yes labushange and smith are going to hold the key for their batting in the in the rest of the series as well because yeah warner can turn it around but it's been nine test matches now for him in india ashwin ashwin has got a got a, his number you can say confidently that ashwin has got his number yeah in, in fact both spinners even jadeja has got him out quite a few yeah. times yeah and, and they too. say that uh, warner is now a bunny of ashwin uh, yeah. yeah ashwin is uh, starting the ball uh, warner is um, almost expecting to get out so yeah. let's see how it pans out in uh, so all credit to india all credit to india for the first test absolutely and, absolutely and we are looking forward for the next match yeah yeah before we do that let's talk about that rohit tan um rohit yeah, sharma sure. scoring a century man wow was that some inning of grit and determination it wasn't like all out attack he was very very selective in his in his short select, uh, short plays that he was uh, looking to hit and then there was one moment which i think stood out for me in this test was when he was bounced he once tried to hit the ball in the air he just missed a fielder and it it went for a six but then next bouncer he rolled his wrist made sure the ball stayed on the ground and he never does that he is so confident with his hooks and pulls he never does that he never cared to do that 
but he did that this time and that just showed the the mindset he had come in with he wanted to play long i think 120 was still the way he was playing 120 uh, though he scored a century i think was a lower score than what he had in mind probably but what an innings yeah definitely Absolutely. i think it 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 reminded us of his similar innings in similar conditions in chennai yeah against england i remember his debut also he had a test century if at all i'm not wrong yep right uh, was it against bangladesh oh, sorry it was against west indies right yep and he played down the order in the middle order and uh, scored a century but uh, yeah uh, i uh, we all know that uh, he has uh, not got the consideration the regards that he should as a test batsman but uh, Um, boy, I, 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 we could see that he is making all for what he has lost in the past uh, years. That um, he should have uh, done it. He is already making up for it. I would say uh, it's just probably because of the way he plays. Maybe the, that lazy elegance it it makes makes people think that he takes it casually. But when it comes to his batting, he's damn serious about it. Definitely, yeah. I mean, there's no two ways about it. And with the number of shots he has in his area. not to play them is is a bigger or rather more difficult thing to do when you yep. see a ball to yep. hit that's a natural uh, instinct you just go for it but he, he was so committed and he was so controlled in that innings and i i think even spinners he was using his feet more often than not he was just blocking them to reach to yep. the pitch of the ball rather than going full flurry over the head and and just like uh, siraj and shami the way they set the tone in the first spell rohit did the same in batting true taking off cummins in his first spell he was i think he was run a ball 40 when he started yes yeah yes so it just set the tone sent the message to the opposition that we are here to kill true and then from a captain yeah he actually started off well um in his normal fashion that it does and uh, uh, later he slowed down but then he was respecting the conditions he was respecting the bowlers and ensured that uh, not only did he cross uh, a big century at the same time uh, india got a, a reasonable lead and you can see that not only did uh, rohit sharma played that innings but uh, it was coupled with uh, uh, ravindra jadeja and uh, akshar's knock Uh, we could manage a lead of uh, 200 uh, which uh, proved to be quite handy and you could see the result india won by an innings hmm. so quick take on another opener that's playing that's that played in first test and will probably play in second also kl rahul what's up with him he looked absolutely clueless in the middle the shot or the rather the ball on which he got out the shot he played uh, i don't know what to make what to make of it we very much wish that rohit swam gets rubbed on his shoulder as well and uh, if at all uh, i mean looking at uh, the situation at the moment um, time is running out for him that's what everybody the fans feel that um, it's high time he scores uh, raises his bat and comes back to his original form and let's hope let's hope that perosha uh, kotla becomes a lucky venue for him and um he scores some runs over here well he's 
if I were to quote Harsha Bhogle, he famously said that there are players who averages in this mid-30s, they are the most frustrating ones because they are doing just enough to stay in the team, but not enough to make the team win. Rahul is unfortunately with all the talents he has, without any doubt. And uh, it's just in that zone, probably low on confidence or whatever. And you never know. He'll probably score 100 in this match. But as Pumit said last time, it's been far too less and far too less frequent. It's it's the gaps between the two knocks yeah. have been far longish. And with the likes of Gil and Sarfaraz and everyone knocking the door down, I I think it's time for Raul to get going now. Yep. Uh, so another thing that we had called out, um, yeah. another thing that we had called out in in our first uh, preview of first test, we were hoping uh, Kuldeep Yadav will play and not Aksar. And I'm so happy we were proved so wrong. Of course, what we were saying was from bowling perspective, Akshar didn't do much. He, he wasn't among the wickets. Kuldeep might have been, but then we didn't really miss him in bowling. But the crucial knock that or runs he, he scored coming down low, lower in the order, I think that turned a match for us in, in, in a way. And Absolutely. what's your take on that? Um, Bumit, I would say from Australian's point of view, if at all you go past Jadeja, you manage to go past him, you have Ashwin to tackle. Yeah. And if at all you go past him, you have Akshar to tackle. <laughs> it can be with the ball or it can be with the bat. And you can see he didn't get much opportunity in the first match, especially in the second innings. Um, but then he made it up in uh, with his batting, uh, ensured that India scored mighty 400. And he was the second highest in the match uh, after Rohit Sharma. So, it speaks volumes of uh, how uh, deep uh, Indian team bats with Akshar uh, batting at 9. And uh, also, uh, see, uh, we all know, had he taken 2 or 3 more wickets, he would have been the quickest to uh, take 50 wickets yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, after his debut. But uh, it couldn't happen. Uh, let's hope that he shows his magic with the ball in Kurosha uh, Kurla. And I was checking the ICC rankings for all-rounders. Well, guess what? We didn't realize, or at least I didn't realize, but Akshar Patel has sneaked in at number 7. Yep. And all this while we thought he wasn't batting well in test. <coughs> but guess what? He's number 7 all-rounder in test right now. And the top two, of course, it's Jadeja and Ashwin. They've been there for a while. But wow, wow, that was a revelation. Akshar Patel's batting, and it's it's so good to see someone um, with more or less same class and attitude of Jadeja getting ready while Jadeja is still playing. And does any team in the world today has three all-rounders in their team? In fact, I I don't I didn't want to bring this topic on the table, but uh, the Australian all-rounders that are in the list are Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins, who. By no stretch of imagination, I consider them as all-rounders. They are proper bowlers for me. But that's that's what Australia is. And that's where I think Cameron Green should play a very crucial role for them. Provided he's, he's fit. fit. Yeah, if he's fit. Yeah. So, all right. Um, so, that... Yeah, Bhavik, carry on. 
Yeah, yeah, no, no, carry on. So I was saying, let's we can can we move now to the yes, yes. Before uh, we move, I I just have one last point. I saw I I I, don't, I didn't want to bring this up because the conditions were pretty different for both the matches. But England versus New Zealand, England played an amazing knock in two and a half or what sessions, and they scored three twenty five. They were extra aggressive there. Is that the way forward for Australia here, or should they be? Playing a more conservative, a more defensive form of cricket, like what we did in first test. I guess they'll have to change their mindset completely. They'll have to be positive, and uh, uh, they'll not have to think about how the pitch will behave. Rather, uh, trust their instinct, trust their uh, technique, and play as they have been playing in Australia. I know the pitches are absolutely. Uh, completely different from what they are being offered in their home home ground. But see, uh, the confidence will only come when they change their attitude, and that's when they'll be able to succeed. Uh, but uh, looking at uh, what has happened in the first match, it basically sets the tempo for rest of the series. I would say uh, it's difficult to uh, see this uh, change in attitude, uh, change in technique uh, overnight. Uh, let's see. Let's see how they uh, were in the rest of the series. Well, when you say Bhumit, I I uh, would say that England has yes, England has adopted this uh, that baseball uh, approach to Test match cricket, which is making it more fascinating. To be honest, <clears throat> I'm sorry. And uh, uh, while. They have done it with the change in personnel at at coach and captain. It it has just changed the attitude of the whole team. But uh, will Australia be able to do it? Yes, I am sure they sh- will come back strongly, and they will have to be positive in their mindsets. Being aggressive is a different aspect, but they will certainly have to be positive if they are looking to make any contest out of the series. All right, that's our thoughts. But everyone listening to our YouTube uh, video or podcast, do let us know in comments if you think Australia should go the England way or the India way. All right, so moving on to the next part of this video, that is the match that starts today at Delhi. And before we start discussing, a big congratulations, a big shout out to Cheteshwar Pujara, who will be playing his hundredth test today, and. Wow, 100 test matches, that's that's a big achievement in itself. Forget the form, uh, whether you are in form, whether you are out of form, scoring, not scoring runs, but to play 100 matches for India, what an achievement. Not many people get to do that. Absolutely, Bhumit. Uh, you do not get to play your 100 tests every day, right? And uh, I would say not more than uh, 13 players uh, who have represented India have gone past this magic figure of uh, 100 and to continue playing um, uh, test matches, red ball cricket, and uh, making that your uh, best game, I would say Pujara has done enough to ensure that, yeah, he, uh, I mean, after Rahul Dravid, you could see that uh, we had a big gap, uh, a big void uh, that was created as to who would take that number three position uh, in Indian batting lineup. And... Cheteshwar Pujara has done enough and his record speaks for itself. I mean, 
let's be let's be let's be frank. Uh, you, you do not play hundred test matches, right? Uh, without with an ordinary performance. True. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Pujara is like uh, is that uh, diminishing uh, species of creature in test matches. He is he's a rare commodity. He's once in a generation cricketer. I mean, in today's age, where everyone is after finding ways of playing franchise cricket and all sorts of things, he's probably the only guy who's only doing one thing, playing red ball cricket and playing in his own method. And uh, I was just reading a feed on Cricket Info a uh, day before that Pujara's contribution is far beyond his runs. And in the same, uh, it, it's a very statistical, uh, this thing uh, by uh, by Crick and Four. And uh, the, uh, uh, the contribution of partnership runs with Pujara's presence is 32%. Wow. In his, in his uh, uh, career. And that's only fifth in the entire cricketing history. So that is significant, right? I mean, so what he is doing is not only scoring runs, but by staying at the crease, he is letting the others like Rishabh Pant lately. I think he he and Pant has had some significant partnerships for India in last few series. So yes, his contribution is is immense, uh, and for all the criticism of his style of play and his methods. Oh, I think all of those critics also would, I am sure, agree with us that uh, he is a stalwart in Indian cricket for sure. True, true. All right. So, wicket, the the ever interesting topic when we play in India. What do you make out of this Kotla pitch from all the interviews or articles that you might have read? Well, uh, Kotla, uh, as we all know, historically, uh, it it actually. Is there in the record books? Uh, I would say uh, Anil Kumble, who has uh, who destroyed Pakistani uh, batters, taking ten wickets, and that was the game where India crowns Pakistan uh, on the Kotla wicket. Uh, also, uh, the other uh, matches that I remember is um, I would say spinners have done uh, pretty well, and it's a challenging wicket for. Uh, all the visitors, visiting teams, I would say. So, I don't see uh, much changing uh, unless uh, Aussies change their mindset, their attitude and come out positive. Yeah, Australia have played here twice. In fact, the first inaugural Border Gavaskar Trophy test match was played on this ground. Where our fellow Barodian, Nayan Mungia, scored a magnificent 152. Oh, wow. And I think Anil Kumble took some nine wickets in that match. In fact, even Nathan Lyon has picked nine wickets the last time he played around. Yeah, I believe. yeah, yeah. Some yeah. happy memories uh, for him. That was 2012-13. Yeah. In fact, only two Australians are still part of the squad: hmm. Smith and hmm. uh, and uh, Lyon. These are the only two. It was uh, the uh, it had uh, late Philip Hughes in that team also. Oh. In 12-13, yeah. <clears throat> and Watson was the captain. And if I remember, uh, when you mentioned uh, Nan Mongia scoring 150, 
that was the first match of uh, the Border Gavaskar Trophy when it started, right? The the only match of the series, uh, uh, a century from uh, Nan Mongia, and uh, we came victorious. So I think India were only waiting for Border Gavaskar Trophy to start. Before that, we pretty much had a horrendous run against Australia, but. The time we named the cup, we started winning everything. <laughs> In All fact, right. we can uh, we can uh, also uh, so now now talking about this uh, this match. Uh, do you see any any changes uh, possibly in in the squad of either team? Well, yeah, I I reckon Head should get a chance ahead of Renshaw. He'll he'll also you know be able to turn his arm. Uh, around, but with that, uh, I, I guess Green should step in for Hanscom. Though Hanscom didn't play that bad, I mean, in first inning he did score thirty odd runs. Second, he was found wanting, but uh, everyone was uh, from their lineup. So, but what Green would do is he, uh, he would probably provide an all rounder option, a, a pacer, and then um, Boland. I don't know. He bowled really well, but then with Mitchell Stark. Uh, being fit, do you still play Boland or do you get Stark in? Because what Stark does is left arm. Uh, he'll also give uh, also create rough outside the off stump for Nathan Lyon to work on. So it's it's this like we talk about batting partnership. It, it's this kind of a bowling partnership that Australia has been very successful with Nathan Lyon and Stark. So, I, I reckon Stark might get a game ahead of Boland. So, these are the three changes that I see happening from Australia's point of view. India, I think, will pretty much be... should go with the same 11 unless Shreyas is fit. Then he steps in for Sky. But otherwise, I don't see any change for him. Yeah, that's what Rahul Dravid has uh, confirmed uh, lately that uh, if at all uh, Shreyas there is match fit, he'll straight away walk in. So, all the chances that He'll replace uh, Surya Kumar. Uh, but yeah, with Australia, I would say when they uh, uh, when they include Mitchell Stark, they again only have the option of uh, having two spinners. Uh, I would say, uh, if at all, uh, Green is playing, uh, let there be two pace bowlers uh, with Green being, being the second one. I would say instead of Stark, uh, they should go with the left arm spinner Matthew Kuhnman, whom they have flew in overnight, um, that would be really handy for them. And uh, of course, Travis Head would be replacing uh, Matt Renshaw. So probably four spinners bowling in tandem would make life difficult for Indian batters. Uh, but then you reckon Ashton Agar uh, still doesn't get a game, even though he's been traveling. Uh, with the Scots from the beginning, I don't, I don't see he getting a game over here. Cause see, uh, the four uh, opening, uh, four uh, batters, top order batters are. Uh, I know Warner is not in the greatest of his forms, but Warner would play. Uh, second would be Asman Khwaja, uh, Labushan, and Smith. So that leaves only two uh, batting options, uh, <clears throat> batting positions open. Uh, now with Green coming in, that would be fifth would be. Sealed. Uh, seventh, uh, carry the keeper stays. So sixth has to be Travis Head, right? And um, with four ballers, you cannot drop M- uh, Murphy, who has done exceptionally well. 
lion doesn't get dropped. So Cummins, who's the captain, you're left with just one position open. So it has to be taken up by either Mitchell Stark, Poonman. Uh, I don't see, I don't see uh, Ashton Agar making. Hmm. I would like Probably to draw um, another. Yeah, final closing comments from your side. We are running out of time, but yeah, like to yeah, so, and then we'll close in. Yeah, quickly, uh, we'll we'll also uh, for the viewers, I we can we can show them uh, the previous uh, matches at Kotla. So this is the first Border Gavaskar Trophy. We could pull out some stats, and uh, this is the first Border Gavaskar Test. At, at then Firozsa Kotla, now it's Arun Jaitley Stadium from 2017. And it was Nayan Mongia, as I said, uh, who scored a good century. And uh, then Anil Kumble took nine wickets. And uh, when we played here, Australia in 2012 13, and it was Ashwin Jadeja there too. And uh, Australia will be partly happy if they look at the stats that Ashwin average is 34 in, uh, in Kotla. And uh, while Jadeja, which could be frightening for them, average is 16. Wow. So, but looking at the two Awake. scorecards, it, it looks like batting fourth gets easier on Kotla. I don't know, it gets slower maybe and easy to tackle the... Yeah, Kotla has been a slow turner as compared to the other pitches. Um, but as we are talking, uh, um, I could see that Matthew Kunman has been given his baggy green. Oh, wow. Um, he is making a debut over here. Congratulations. For, yes, absolutely. Look forward to how Indian batters tackle this left-arm spinner. So, it will be interesting to, say, interesting to see who is he replacing. Absolutely, yeah. We are not sure who is he replacing, but uh, he is making his debut for sure. Uh, and uh, as Todd Murphy in his debut uh, made life difficult for Indian batters, Let's hope Matthew Kunman doesn't do that. From Indian's point of view, I would say that. Yeah. And uh, any chance Australia playing three spinners? But that, I think, has been put to rest because now this... Uh, I am not able to pronounce his name, sorry, but <laughs> he has been given a green. So, I don't think Australia will be playing three seamers in any case. Three seamers was uh, totally out of question. Um, uh, I mean, in India, you do not play these uh, steamers unless you get a green wicket. I mean, Dharamshala was the option where they could have done that. But uh, now, even Dharamshala getting ruled out and the match moving to indoor, they won't be able to uh, play three steamers. Neither would be. Because uh, the pitches uh, do not support that, at least at the fag end of the season now. Right? So, yeah. Kunmen making a debut. Probably they'll be going with three spinners is what uh, I assume. We are not sure of the teams as yet, but uh, that would be only be revealed after the toss. All right, that's it uh, from our side for this episode. Thanks a lot, uh, Bhavik and Sanket for joining us. And uh, we'll soon meet for another episode. But till then, have a good day. Enjoy the second test and see you guys soon.